Focus. Focus. I, it's so hard today. <laughs> it's so hard to focus. And I'm the one saying it. <laughs> okay. I am going to just ask you, first and foremost, penguin versus ants or giraffe versus gorilla? Those are your choices. Penguin versus ants? I will tell you why in a or minute. Giraffe versus a gorilla. Let's go with the giraffe and gorilla because they both start with G. <laughs> Very logical answer, of course. I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay. So, welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And I'm Audra Wattley. <laughs> so, I watch this podcast to get this my daily news because they do it in a delivery that makes me happy. But obviously, when you're like getting news, there's going to always be a little bit of a biased opinion and delivery or whatever. I ignore those things. But one of the reasons why I keep watching this podcast is because at the end of it, they always make you cheerful by sharing TikToks. And with the TikToks, it makes you just, it makes me, I like TikTok because it makes me love humans again. You know, like when we go through the world and the world sucks balls and then it's like you go on TikTok and then it's just like, you know what? I do love humans. They are fantastic. They're creatively awesome human beings. And with that notion, if we were <laughs> younger and uh, had all of our spunk and awesomeness that, well, we're still awesome, but I mean, like if we were in our youngster ages and we had all of our energy, um, I think I've found some boy versions of us. Oh, no. Except, like, on some kind of adrenaline high, for sure. But I keep seeing these clips when they show them, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's totally... To we have to play this. And then <laughs> and, and we might end up actually playing both the penguin versus ants and the giraffe versus the gorilla because it's just entertaining. So are you ready? Ready. Okay. G versus G. I honestly feel like I could be any animal in a fight other than, like, a lion. Absolutely not. Are you nuts? Giraffes, they can fight. You're more afraid of a giraffe than a gorilla. Hell yeah, I'm more scared of a giraffe than a gorilla. I feel like a giraffe would take you to a book class. Like, you could take a giraffe to a fucking Barnes & Noble and, like, hang out with Bro, what is he gonna do? Gorillas are more like humans than giraffes. I can go on one-on-one -on -one with a gorilla and be like, hey, you know me, Peter. Giraffe, I don't give a shit. First off, holy shit. What gorilla is named Peter? Kim, imagine you're in a zoo. You mean to tell me you'd rather fall into the gorilla pit? Yes. A pit of fucking... You'd rather fall into a pit of... That over a, just a... How tall am I? Six, seven. How tall is a giraffe? Probably like 12 feet. Exactly. How strong are you? Very weak and frail. How strong is a gorilla? I could talk to a gorilla. And you're gonna talk to him? And I could scare him. I'm the king of this jungle. Uh, I, he would literally go, grab you. He's just gonna mangle you. Like, there's no contest. He's literally gonna. As he pounds on the stuffed animal. He would go nuts, bro. It's a gorilla. I honestly feel like I could beat any animal in a fight other than, like, a. Okay. <laughs> so, then Absolutely. even more so. We have to do the penguin versus the ants because then it even gets into like justification of society and things of that nature. Are you ready? But I don't 
think there's an animal on Earth that has a tougher life than a penguin. Tougher life than a penguin? Penguins have tough lives. I guarantee an ant has a harder life. What the hell does an ant have to do all day? Work its ass off. Ants work like no other. The family. Oh my god! An ant from its conception is literally handed a pickaxe and a helmet, and they are just... Uh, exactly, an ant's whole life is bettering their life. Penguins, survival. Have you ever seen a sea lion before? It's a literal lion with gills. <laughs> and not only do they have to fight sea lions, penguins go through a civil war every day. They don't know who their ops are. They all look alike, and they're all ready to fight. Dude, penguins have to go through identity crisis. Disney ruined penguins. Every day they got to worry about a six-year-old coming up to the glass, knocking on and be like, do the Cupid shuffle. I'm fighting for my life in here. It's hot. Identity crisis, though. Imagine being an ant. You get off a day's shift. You look to your guy to your left. There's 6,000 U's. Every ant is the same. You want to talk about identity crisis? You're all one. Like, nothing. And then the, and you just have this queen. They don't appoint her. There's one girl that's just born big, and now she's... She's the ruler of the <laughs> empire. She's the and all she does all day is just pop out more ants. She's literally sitting there and just dropping ants, dog. Oh, what a day! And just three, three more workers. <laughs> this is a day to day for a penguin. You wake up, your sister just got taken to go to Florida for the zoo. Right when that happened, sea lion, a literal lion with gills that could breathe underwater, is oh trying to get God. your brother. Not how sea lions work. Right when that happens, you think that's enough danger for the day. Your cousin comes around and tries to bite you because there is no loyalty in the penguin community. An ant wakes up and then he goes, All right, well, we're working on that highway today. We're going to go with that construction. Hey, you can't get my lunch pail. All right, we're going to go. Goes back to sleep. He goes, Oh, it was a hell of a day. Love you, babe. All right, we're back at it. Let's go back to the work. Let's go work. That is an ant. Duh. You know why I think you think this way? It's because you ate ants as a kid, and you have, like, this... That was stuff. a one-time thing. It was really weird. But I don't think there's... <laughs> it was a one-time thing. It was, it was really weird. Thing. It was really weird. No, but, but do, you, do, you see, do you see what I see? Like, obviously... Girl versions of these people. Because, like, really, when you sit there and you think about it, it's like, hey, okay... Obviously, the guy that was, like, all boisterous and crazy and saying outlandish things and making up fucking words would, and swearing like a, like a crazy person is me. Like, that's clearly me. And then here's the logical one of, like, here's the hat and the pickups and love me, babe. And, like, actually like, humanizing an ant is you. Like, and it's, like, complete versions. And, I mean, like, of course, they're... Now you understand what I'm saying with their energy. I'm like, yeah, maybe when we were 20, that would have been us for sure. I was so much quieter at 20. Were you? Believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Well, wait the fuck up because we got shit to do. We got a lot of things to do. We got a lot of things to create. We got a lot of fucking podcasts to make. So take your gorilla. I I was like, I probably could have been that amusing. But at the same time, it's like I was much more reserved. Boring. I know. It's boring. I don't know how. I don't know how. So but seriously, okay. do you see? Do you do you see like how they're totally kind of like we have stupid yes. shit conversations like that all the freaking time. I know. And if technology weren't so challenging <laughs> in my presence, we probably would have caught some of that on the mic. Yeah, but, that would be know, amazing. That's okay. That's fine. So you were saying something about you'd never want to be in a fight with a gorilla, and I'm like, you know, every time I go to the friggin' zoo. The gorilla, like, challenges me through and comes in, like, bangs on the window right in front of me. Does it really? And I'm like, dude, really? Again? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's the same gorilla? I don't know. Did you name him? No. He has a name, but I don't remember what it is. Samson? I don't know. Okay. Every time I go there, it's like he comes to the window and bangs on it. Okay. And I'm like, okay, surely he doesn't do this with everyone, and it kind of freaks me out. 
Um, Every time I but, see a girl, I was he's bathing a, himself. I was going to say, you know, I was standing on a bridge that wasn't in, you know, so, the, so there's the area where there's like the, the, the glass the capture glass yeah. thing. They've come up and banged on that at me and I'm like going, okay, I'm going to move. And then I was standing on the bridge, which is kind of separated off from it. Are we and doing a Dallas he view? He at me. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like he would, uh, there's been times where he would see me, he would look at me, he'd stand up and then like do this whole challenge thing. And I'm like going. So basically what you're saying is that you don't get to choose who wants to fight you, who you want to fight. Cause he obviously wants to he fight you. He obviously finds me intimidating. And I'll just take the fucking giraffe and cut him I'm by like, the legs. I don't know. I mean, it's like the giraffe. I'm like, just don't wrap your tongue around me. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're so freaking cool. I think there's, I think there's like, I think I'm a little jealous of a giraffe because there's a stoicness that I don't think I possess. Although that, I find giraffes more, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, the gorilla is, he, he's very intimidating when he comes in, like, pounds on the glass at me. But at the same time, it's like, I can't even imagine being in a field somewhere and a giraffe come running at you because you know you're going to just be trampled, you know, trampled and tumbled and stomped on. I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of their, like, their feet and legs and, like, and yeah. trampling. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's something say, about like, that. They would just, like, catch you with one foot and tumble you and... Good Lord, if they tumbled too, there'd be nothing left to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if only you could see my Gross. hands and all the stuff that I just knocked over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Okay, so speaking of names of the gorilla but that is unnamed, or has a name and we don't know what its name is and it makes no sense, but that's where my brain went and how I got to this question. I was reading something this morning and it was actually um, like one of my like my deck of cards for the day. I got a new card that I've never gotten before, which was interesting. And it was actually telling me to name my higher self. And I th- immediately started thinking of this podcast that I listened to. Um, his name is Lee Harris. If you guys have not like listened to his energy updates for the month, oh my God, you guys need to jump on mm. that right away because he is... Spot on. He's so clear. He is amazing. Uh, June's was kind of boring this year, this month. I mean, like, it was, let's just say that June was everything we already know. So there wasn't something necessarily that I'd say that we were missing. Um, Although I still listened to it. I just needed to be in the presence of it. But there wasn't any, like, wow spectacular. It was, like, pretty tame. But that's just in my viewpoint. You know, like Rudy could be listening to it and he could think the complete opposite. You could listen to it. You might get one or two things. But it made me think of Lee Harris and his intuitive abilities and how he always, um, he actually has written a new book called Conversations with Disease. Okay. So when he's channeling, he, like he has the Z's that pop in and, um, when they pop in, he has these conversations, and that's where a lot of his intel is. And, oh, good, God bless somebody. Um, but, like, what is so interesting is that with that, I, it finally dawned on me, oh, shit, disease are his name for his higher self. And that's how he's he's having conversations with his higher self. And, like, that was kind of what my card was doing. And I'm like oh crap, I have to like ask my higher self a name? I was like, please don't be like something boring like Joe or Bob. Hmm. So you really think that he's speaking with his higher self and that there's not beings? 
No, I think he, he is speaking with, with being. I think he is speaking with beings. Okay. But I def I definitely think that he's speaking with beings, and I do think that because he changes, like when he's channeling them and they speak through him, his mannerisms change. Yeah. I was his just saying, I his think he's actually speaking to to, to people. Something correct. Else. But my question, but he had in order to open himself up. Mm-hmm. I think he had to address a name for his physical self to be able to connect deep on a more understanding level. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so now do I think he's given his higher self a name? Probably not. I bet you he probably, I, I just am wondering if it's connected. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? It does. So that's kind of where my brain went today is because I drew a card and it was like, name and it was name your higher self. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, and I was like, I really hope I don't get a boring name. <laughs> and like, oh, of course, that's the first thing I thought was, yeah. oh, I don't want a, a boring name. But it did remind me of the time that we went to the uh, mystical market. Remember when we went to the mystical market and it did make me realize that I hate... I read people all the time. I don't like being read. Mm, yeah. And why is that? You know, it's it's one of the, I, I I don't know. It's like I coach people all the time. I read people all the time. But a lot of people that tend to think that they're super sensitive can't read me. You know, that they're like I feel into your emotions and whatever else and I feel nothing. And I'm like, well, then obviously I have up this giant barrier, which is part of the reason I'm invisible. Um, well, and I, or, I've always had that problem with you. And either that or, you know, when it comes to coaching, it's like, I, it's not that I don't like to be coached. I actually enjoy the process and I enjoy what it creates for me. But so many times it's like we get to a space of like, I just go into tears because it's like, I can't wrap my brain around verbally expressing whatever is there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a lot of my triggers and trauma, I think, are like pre-verbal. And so, you know, it, and not that anything bad happened, but it was just kind of like decisions and things that I made when I was an infant before I, I mean, when I was like, all I can do is cry. When you were a wee one. <laughs> when I was a wee one. A little wee one. Yeah. Well, so, but like, I, I think I need to, I think this is something that I have to look at within because I think there might be a blockade, like I've always been the coach, I've always been the mentor, I've always been the leader, I've always been the whatever. There is nothing wrong with getting help from other people, especially at our weakest times in our life. There is nothing, that is the time where you should surround yourself with friends and community and do all of those things. Like that is the time when you, like, you know, and instead... It's almost like I go into a shame tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, it's, it's interesting. It's almost like I'm thinking like, oh, I'm supposed to be this higher caliper of a person to which I should have these answers or I should be able to do these things or whatever. Or like even this morning I come over and I'm like, look, my eye has been tearing for two, three days mm-hmm. and it won't fucking stop. And the first thing that you go is like, okay, well, hold on. And you grab my hand and you start doing muscle testing right off the way, which my first instinct is, oh shit, I can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> yes but like but that's but this but like I never I always I never gave that ownership I never gave attention to it I felt that way I never addressed it I didn't give it a title I didn't 
I didn't connect with it. I didn't ask what it was. I just always felt uncomfortable and my vibration changes when that happens because I feel vulnerable and I feel like, guess what? You can't fucking hide and you can't put on a front and you can't, and I'm not a person to put on a front. I never am. Like if I'm having a bad fucking day, everybody knows I'm having a bad fucking day, but I don't like, I don't change my vibration so that it gets projected onto other people. I just am honest and open and aware like, Hey, it's a rough day for me. And then like, and then I just go mindfully go through it or I'll change my appointment so I can address and try and shift my energy into a more positive vibration and things of that nature. But it's like, it's interesting that here it's like, I, there's a vulnerability when you put yourself out there and you need that help or the guidance or you rely on somebody else. And so, of course, you like grab my hand and you start muscle testing and you're like, okay, suppressed tears. What are we not releasing? And I'm like, how the fuck should I know? There's so much shit going on in my life. Like, how am I supposed like, to? not this. It's not that. Yeah, it's you're like, it's this, not financial. But it's, it's not... around this and it's around that. So yeah. what's there? <laughs> and then, of course, as soon as you said that, and then I said, and then she's like, you go, first thing that comes to mind, I said it and then I start crying. Yeah. And so, and that's, and it's good though. Like, that's the thing is like Tuesday coming to acupuncture, I had a scream fest in the car to the point where my voice was harsh the rest of the day as if, I mean, like, I mean, it was like, it was almost gone because I just needed to release. I needed to be in, and it's like, and poor Bertha, poor Bertha absorbing all that energy. She's such a good girl. <laughs> to my, that would be the truck, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it is the truck. Bertha is my truck, and she's such a good, she's such a good girl. And like, and so, and it's so funny, because like, Kai, I guess I hadn't been calling Bertha by her name enough, because then, you know, here, Kai sitting there is like, who's Bertha? I'm like, how dare you ask me that question? And my son just looks at me like, why should I know these things? I'm only six. Like, like, can you do know? that big wrapped truck that you go everywhere? Yes. On. And as soon as I did, now he actually calls Bertha and he's like, hi, Bertha, like, and whatever. Uh-huh. And he totally, and then he's like, what do we do? And he's like, well, Bertha's thirsty. Oh, we have to go get gas. I'm like, yeah. Like, so in, in yeah. That's so now awesome. we have to like go do all of that. But like, I, I, I told my daughter, I said, okay, you wait, need, wait, 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 before you go on. Yeah. <laughs> Do your thought. New idea. New idea. Do it. Do it. Go. Same thing happened to me yesterday. Oh. I I got, so, you know, there must be something in the energy, something in the air. Like, people's past crap is coming up right now. It just is. Right? And um, yesterday, I got an email about an accountability call that had been moved to you know, six o'clock here. And I'm like, Oh crap. And you know, basically the, the email said something along the lines, if you can't make this one, um, you know, then you might be moved to another group. Right. Kind of thing. Like we might just kick you out of the group cause you, you know, if you can't make it or whatever. And I was like, Oh crap. You know, I actually like this person. I just can't get there when they usually are. So it was moved to a time that I could get to. Right. Turns out I was the only one that showed up. You're fucking kidding. I was the only one that showed up. And she walked through a process, a coaching process, um, you know, just bringing up all of the stuff and kind of looking at, you know, what it is that you want to grow and, you know, how to bring that about and what's possible when you do and all of this sort of stuff. And at the end of the day of seeing ungodly amount of patients, my brain was toast. And it's like, I didn't even get through the first step without crying. I'm like, I can't even wrap my brain around this. And it's like, the only thing that comes to me is that I need to grow financial abundance or financial freedom. It's really the freedom part. 
You know, and the real it is the freedom part. It's, it's the freedom huge, part. It's, it's freedom like, part. you know, it's like I don't necessarily need millions of dollars in the bank to feel like I have freedom. I just need to not feel like I'm you know, strapped or restricted to life with my teeth, you know, because that's the last thing that's left before I fall off the cliff, you know? Right. <laughs> right. And so I don't like the res- the constraint of restriction. Right. And so it's like I work through this progress, this process, and I finally get to the end. She's like, okay, so after getting through this process and to the end, it's like, what's now available for you? And I'm like, at this point, I am so toast for my day. I can't even, I, I can't even, like, there's, there's just nothing. Right. And um, she's kind of like, okay, you know, I, I get that. And she's like, you want to know what's funny? And I'm like, what's that? I had the same thing when I went through this process earlier today, I chose financial, you know, freedom. And it's like, those are the things that I've been working on. And she said, shared some really personal stuff. And I mean, so it's kind of like, it's not, it's for me, it's like you draw the right people in at the right time to give you a reflection of yourself to be like, you know, it's like, you don't have to go to that place of shame. You don't have to go to that place of like guilt. And I must be the only one struggling and all of that because it's universal. Right. I mean, it's it's not like she's she's not even in our net like network. Our network yeah. Right. She's I not mean, even she your lives connectivity. In Canada. I right. mean, <laughs> right? She's but, not but it's like, but if it's <laughs> is if you choose, yeah, to allow it in, like right. it's always there. It always comes in perfect grace and perfect timing, and it it's. But if you choose to allow it in, and sometimes we do need that fucking smack in the face, like you know, poor Samson the gorilla needs to smack you in the face on yeah. the glasses and be like, "Wake the fuck up, Audra!" Like you know, and just it's like apparently I'm big and intimidating at all of my you know five. Ha! <laughs> gorilla monkey. Five three and giggles. Yeah, five three and giggles. Well, you tower in me, so you might be the giraffe and I might be the gorilla because I'm only five foot. And- and you have more giggles. So like, <laughs> I was going to say the glasses at the, you know, what did he say? I don't even remember. It's like the, the bow tie and the glasses at the bookstore. <laughs> so ridiculous. They're so totally like male versions of us. I just like, we're just older and That's a little fun. more reserved. But like, and anyway, but I, but you know, it's funny. Cause like I ended up meeting somebody for lunch yesterday and I had not seen her. It was so funny because when I saw her, she was like almost relieved. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I just needed some Abby time. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, fine, no problem. Like, more takers, it's good. Like, like more, more energy to put out and have people take, it's fine. Like, whatever. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I told, like, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. There's a lot of things that she's discovering and changes and shifting. and And I know why I was there. I know why I was there at lunch and it was it was interesting because there's so much going on with me right now but at the same time I felt like if I was at that lunch and I like went in there prepared to be to I was prepared for her to ask me the question so what's going on with you you know like and then me just being like well and then how can I summarize this in you know a very simplistic fashion without having to over dramatize everything because there's so much shit going on in my life and you know, it was interesting because the entire lunch, me never came up. And it was like, at the end of it, I was like, good. I really needed an hour to not focus on my shit. I really needed the hour to tell her the things that she needed to hear that she hadn't 
been thinking, considering, and instead going through a shame guilt cycle, right? Like it was a shame guilt cycle instead of honoring the path. And so it was me being like, hold on, wait a second. Stop reflecting on what your what your what your ripple effect has caused and honor the fact that your ripple effect is part of the journey for your children. It's part of the journey for it doesn't it's not a cop out for bad decisions, but even the bad decisions you made that is part of their journey. God, like there's a plan, there's a purpose. You, there's still a reason. And with that, this is what you need to start doing now. And so that, it was like, but that gives me energy. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, oh shit, yay, I still got it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it gives me that power boost that makes me kind of like, oh yay. Like providing good in the world and creating balance and doing all that. And it gives me re-energized. And so then I was like, okay, I can get through the rest of my day and I don't have to like go all gorilla. Yeah. And awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, two things. One that was that triggered. And then I want to go back to the Leo story that you didn't finish because I interrupted you. Um, but one of the things, <laughs> Bertha truck. Leo. Yes. Got okay. it. Okay. Hold I had no idea where I was. But anyway, what that triggered was that I, I was watching little, you know, the little video things. Um, I don't think it was on TikTok, but it might have been Instagram or Facebook. Inst- like whatever. reels or anyway, whatever? Anyway, it's not the reels. And um, what that reminded was that there was one came up and it was kind of like Cowboy Minister, right? And <laughs> Cowboy he, Minister? He had, told the, he had told, you know, the, the head of the family or whatever to do prayer about whatever. And he stands up and this cowboy goes, Lord, I don't like flour. It tastes bad. I don't like lard either. And and I don't like... What else did he say? And there was something else. And I don't like whatever it was. And he goes, but I realize when you mix it all together, I really do like biscuits. <laughs> and, and so, Lord, when you send me things that I don't really like, <laughs> and there's lots of them in life I don't really like, I realize that I'm just going to let you keep mixing because in the end it turns out all right. And I like that. And I, <laughs> and I like biscuits. And I like that. So I'm just going to keep making me some biscuits. Just making some biscuits. So it just, yeah, it reminded me that, of that. That, that, that totally, that's a spinoff of like when, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. Like, you but know. But I'm like flour and lard and I don't even know what else goes in biscuits. I but. love the way simplistic men think. Isn't that not I love fascinating? That. I was just like, yeah, I like me some biscuits too, but. It's got to be gluten-free flour, and then they don't turn out the same. And, you know, it just goes through a whole different whatever. So, okay. <laughs> and if you don't put the eggs, they don't bind right. And then they've got yeah, weird material. No, and there's gotta and be I some... hate it when people tell you to use applesauce as a substitute for eggs because it that never work. fucking works. I think it's oil, not eggs. No. Like, there's, okay, so applesauce, no, there's applesauce, then you got your flaxseed and water, then you got your oil and... Oil and something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another egg substitute that I can't put my finger on. It doesn't work, so I've already right. canceled it out. The best one, the most effective one that I have found has been water and flaxseed. Okay. Water and flaxseed have been the be- the best one. Either that or even, like, the egg replacement ones with the energy, the Asian, the Asian energy, like, uh, language or whatever on the box. Like, it. Got it. Those are the best ones. Okay. But still, there's a, I mean, like, when you make pancakes, <laughs> and then some recipe tells you to use applesauce, what the frick do you think's going to happen? That stuff's going to be weird. It's just not right. Yeah. 
I haven't. I, I mean, I I haven't had good luck with the applesauce thing either. No. All right. And it's weird, and I don't like it. So just don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Just eat the applesauce. Yeah. It's not bad. All right. Oh, but the thing on Leo <laughs> with the car. Okay, so I had a theory. So when so when we had this car accident, when did it happen? In March? At the end of March? I think so. Okay, so it was the end of March. My husband got hit by a lady going seven, like 60, 70 miles per hour. Okay? Like, and it was a total, like, hey, he's at the intersection, and if she rear-ends him, he, like, he is a non-seatbelt where he could have flown through the freaking windshield in addition to like hey his car could have been catapulted into oncoming traffic and like all these crazy things well my husband actually like looked in the rearview mirror and actually was like holy shit they're going fast and then looked down then looked up again goes i need to brace for impact and so he immediately put his wheel to the left the lady hit him and then, and actually she, like, something must have happened to her physically because this poor soul was barreling down and went up onto the curb. There was even track, deep track marks onto, in the grass next to the curb and then went off the curb and then ran right into him. And it basically, he goes straight into the car next to him. That car goes into the car next to them and it ends up causing like a four or five car pile up, right? Then you got some asshat that's in front of him. It's like, he hit me first. Where, by the way, our car actually, go, good Toyota Highlanders, I'm not telling you, they keep your shit together. Because not only did she rear end his back end, but his light did not even shatter or pop off. It was fully intact. You looked at our car, it was fully fine, and everyone else's fell apart. <laughs> okay? So you're looking at all these four cars, and the only one that actually looks put together is my husband's. And thank goodness. And on top of it, you know, he ended up being able to prepare. And of course, he goes through his moment of whoa, like, you know, up in out of his seat and then come back down and was like, oh. And then, of course, his first reaction is like, she better be dead. I'm going to fucking kill her. You know, like, <laughs> so he gets out of the car and he looks over and then she sees that this poor woman is completely passed out, unconscious, not even, you know, not even yeah, coming to, not breathing. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, she could add an aneurysm. She could add a stroke, a heart attack, anything. Like, something major happened because, you know, this was obviously she had her foot on the gas. She's driving. Something happens. She passes out. Her foot just goes full throttle. And then the only thing that can stop her is something. Something. Yeah. something. So it's like it's not her fault. You know, it's I mean, it's one of those fluke things. And that's what insurance is for. And thank goodness, no, you know, one, my husband is well-trained and able to handle an emergency situation and went right into his fight or flight mode. And of course, with all of his, you know, military training, it went into, you know, fight mode and mode. rust. Yeah. And he, all of his training kicked in and he sees her and goes over and she's not unconscious. He can't open the door, goes around to the side, starts touching you know touching her and saying you know not touching her inappropriately like get your head out of the gutter but like you know like on <laughs> on you know like touching her arm and saying ma'am ma'am and trying to use touch sensation to awaken her because he can't move her and she's not breathing and it's like okay if you're not breathing in a second I'm gonna have to pull you but I don't want to do permanent damage to your body because I don't know what's happened so thankfully she like ends up having a little bit of gargling and then drool and blood comes out and then she 
finally like her breathing and then she wakes up and then her body's in a complete panic so then she starts hyperventilating and he's just soothing and talking to until like whatever and of course you know my husband's a fucking rock star where you know he already assessed the scene he already got traffic flow controlled everything so then when the cop shows up he's like uh who who's in charge of orchestrating this and he's like what you talking about he's like well who called it he's like i did he's like who got this car over here? He's like, I did. And he's like, okay, who got the ambulance and like her situated? He's like, I did. And he goes, uh, who's the ranger? He's like, I am. He's like, okay, so basically, okay, catch me up. Like, you know, like catch me up and, and everything's fine. Thank you so much for doing like whatever. Crisis control. Crisis control. And then you got the ass hat in the front that's got like a tiny little fender bender that's like, he hit me first. And then everyone's like, uh, no, sir, his car is in this person's car. Not, by it, not brushed into it, literally in the person's a car to the left, and there's no dings on the it all in where that guy's got a fender bender. So he's just trying to jump into the routine and be like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna do whatever I can," and you know. And then my husband, of course, ends up calling the guy out in public because the guy's sitting there like, "Oh my neck," and he's like, "What are you talking about? I got hit going 70 miles an hour, and you're fucking talking about your neck hurt when you didn't even get hit." And the guy's like, "Shh." in the corner and he's like oh I get it you're milking it for all you can and he yeah so it was just like and then the worst thing is is that when I'm telling this story all the men all the men that I've told this story are like oh yeah there's always one of those fucking guys and I'm like that's that's so annoying to me but long story is when my son (laughs) Kai is all upset about the car because he loved that car I mean he was he was like brought home in that car that car's been with us for a long time and so of course he's like i don't want our car to be going away i miss our car like that's my favorite car and like all this stuff and i said you know what buddy it's like you know i'm sorry but like we're gonna have to get a new car he's like but i wouldn't want a new car i want our car and i was like i understand that and he's like well why don't we have our car and i'm like you know what i said i think the reason i said that's the only car that we really didn't give a name we did not give it a name, and so I think that is why it had to leave us early, and that was my mistake. Because what are you talking about? It's like, well, birth is this, and then so then my daughter looks at me, is like, well, what's Memo's card name? It's like Phyllis, and she's like, where did that come from? It's like, I have no clue, but I thought of it the other day, and I was like, but I had this theory, and so I told her specifically with the new car, I was like, you need to name this car, like name this car, give it a name, give it context to a name, connect it as much as you can, because then the more soul energy you can put into your car, the more you're got, you're, you got your protective bubble wrap around it, and you're like, you know, the silver bullet of protection around, right. and yeah. I was going to say, my Jack. Jack's a dirty boy. <laughs> Jack's a dirty Birth is a dirty girl. And I say that every day. I go, I was like, she's a dirty girl. Like, Yours is named Jack, and he's a dirty boy. It's Jack. Oh, Why Jack and Bertha sitting Jack. in a tree. All dirty as it can be. <laughs> Big Bertha would squash Jack. <laughs> Hey, it's just the big ant that's in charge of all the other fucking ants. Yeah, right. That's all it exactly. is. It's totally fine. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the randomness has ensued. Yeah, no, so so I am one of those people that when I find something I like, then I just I buy all of the same colors of the same thing. Ditto. Um, or, you know, when the new version comes out, unlike most of my technology, 
It's like I had the first year that the vehicle that I drive was made. And then after, you know, eight years of having that, they made them for the last year. And so now I have the last year and I've held on to it and held on to it because there's nothing else out there that I want to replace it with. Um, you know, that being said, you know, the first one was, God, what was the name of that one? I had a name for it and it totally went away. Oh for your last gosh. car? It was, it was like Sasha or something. Sasha. That sounds about right yeah, for Sasha. you. Uh-huh. And it was mostly because when I drove up, like the, the, um, the look of the face of it just reminded me of, you know, a character from something. And I was like, oh, it's Sasha. That's Sasha. Interesting. Yeah. My my first car was a Jeep Cherokee. Um, it was a Jeep Cherokee, and it was a Laredo, and it was like a 1990, 1994, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I his, his name was Montebello. Hmm. And the oh, reason, and now the reason why his name was Montebello is because I had a BFF from high school who she's she's one of those girls where we send each other text messages, like once in a blue moon. When we call each other, we talk for three hours as if nothing's changed. And it's like, it's almost like we just do a play-by-play of ketchup, of crazy, you know. And it's, and she's one of those people where I can't wait till we actually start doing, like, girl cruises and trips. Like, it's like once a year we'll go sneak away and go on a cruise and just escape for a weekend and just have girl time and then, like, come back. Like, this is where I envision, like, our future because cause she's just one of, she's one of my besties. And... And I don't have a lot of besties, as you well know. And so, like, because you're number two. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. You're probably number one. But, like, whatever. You guys are the same. I can't choose. Okay. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter with ranking. Like, yeah, anyway. There is so, no ranking. There is no ranking. You're a bestie. She's a bestie. bestie. We're, we're good with besties. So, the best part is, is that with Montebello, we were, like, 16, right? Which, 16, what do you do when you're 16? You drive and do random shit that makes no sense and wastes a lot of gas. And so... We're basically like going to and from, and this is like where you go to the grocery store and you're like, go, you know, you go to the grocery store, you go to the market or whatever, and then you go down and you're you're just making jokes and pushing each other or whatever, putting some tampons down someone's like hoodie, hoodie and like running away or whatever. And then did you not do this? No. Okay. Anyway. So. No. Yeah. All right. I forgot you were reserved. So anyway, so we're, so we're driving down and like, we're talking about how like Montebello, we, we were at this place where it was like stop sign and stop sign and stop sign and stop sign. Okay. And we noticed that when I would take my foot off the gas, it Montebello would kind of like go, like go on its own. I barely had to power punch any leverage on the accelerator and it would still just go. So then of course, Elise gets the idea, hey, I wonder how long he can go without, like, without us having to put anything on the gas. So we went, like, so then I was like, okay, cool. So we went, like, 10 miles an hour, and then I took my foot off the gas, and then we just cruised, okay? So we just cruised down the street, and then to the point where I ended up having to turn right because we still, we had people following us, and we're just cruising at, like, three to five miles per hour. <laughs> disrupting flow but he's still going okay we're just going to turn right over here because then I would have had to break and we wanted to see how long he could go so we turn off to this road and then we end up going and he still goes and then all of a sudden he just stops and then and it, that road was Montebello and so in that and so then we were like okay that he this is how he got his name yeah and so it was hilarious because I was this this car then became the fish car for our family lake house, okay? My grandfather always believed in having a fish car that was your errand car. It didn't matter if it got, like, stains and smells or whatever. But he always bought junkers, okay? He always bought junker cars to be the fish car because 
it needed to be. And with that, like, that's just what they needed to be. Well, every freaking year to every two years, he ended up buying a new junker because it never made it through the winter. So then he gets the idea, okay, I need to buy a nicer car that actually will last a used car or whatever. So then that's when he bought the Ford Explorer and yada, yada. And he always, the fish car always has to be a stick shift so he can teach all the grandchildren how to drive stick shift and blah, blah, blah. So lo and behold, later on when I ended up going to school, we ended up selling each other our cars for a dollar. So Montebello became the new fish car up in Michigan, which then became all of my cousin's favorite car, which then every time anyone drove it and talked about how much they loved it, I was like, what's the car's name? what's the car's name and so and like and I'm sure nobody cares and nobody knows but I, I was like Montebello is okay like so it's yeah. like it's you know so he was a good old car that was the longest fish car that we have ever had because <laughs> you named it until we and we named it it lasted all the way up till my grand both my grandparents passed okay and wow. the car still existed and then even worse is that then my my aunt decides to give the caregivers Montebello which I was pissed because I was like, Mono, no. It's like, Montebello's mine. Now, this is, so <laughs> one, So out of the caregivers we had, the, one of the caregivers that they're trying to, they were giving the car to, they were trying to it be like a peace offering, whatever, you know, hey, like, thank you so much for your service. But it was also time for our family to break ties of these people, okay? Mm-hmm. They had already, they'd been taking, they had been interfering a little too much, almost taking advantage a little too much. And it was just like, no, 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 we need to separate ourselves from these people. And it's like, no, we don't need you to open up our club cottage we don't actually really trust you that much and it's it's kind of those things so my aunt's like oh, we could just give them the give them the, the car they give them the jeep or whatever and so and I was like Ugh, I do not want them to have the jeep like and I just with everything in my being I was like no like I do not about those mine you know and like and that's and that's how I felt I did no magic work whatsoever I guarantee I did not do anything however she gives them the car. Three weeks later, the muffler falls off and the car dies. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. My first vehicle, and I can't remember if it was an 82 or an 86, but it was a Bronco 2, and it was mm. and it was a light blue colored, and its name was Bluebell. Aww, <laughs> Bluebell. Bluebell. Yeah, That's cute. How did you come up with Bluebell? Just came up, came to you? I don't know. I just named her that. Yeah. Well, I, it's I didn't have a special way to that I named it, but the funny thing was, like, you know, I just, I... It was a stick shift. My dad was determined. He's like, you know, you're going to learn to drive a stick shift and be comfortable with it. So this this poor thing, I mean, it was, I think it was an 82 because it was, it was old and it took forever just to get to 55. Right. I mean, like, and it, and it wasn't because I didn't know how to drive a stick shift because I figured that out pretty quickly. Um, I only chirped out of the driveway once or twice. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it didn't, I mean, it didn't stick with us very long. Um, and the one that I got after that, I absolutely loved. It was a little, little Baron Turbo. Aww. It was Black Beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, see, but the thing, yeah. there's a purpose in naming things. Because, you know, like, I sit there and I reflect back at the vehicles that we've had. And it's like, okay, you know what? Here, Montebello lasts for freaking ever, okay? Yeah. The Ford Explorer that my grandfather sold me for a dollar Never named it. That thing went to fucking hell in a handbasket. Was a piece of shit. Like it just, it just was. Like it was a decent car. It did the job. It did what its purpose was. But I just never gave it honor. 
I never gave it honor. I never gave it that attention. Then and it exploded. And then too many people were calling me exploders instead of explorers. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so, well, and then and then we went into like we ended up getting a Durango, which we had that one for a very short-lived life, you know, as well. And then, but then we got Bertha. Right? And then Bertha totally got a name. Now, my husband had a Mustang to which then my son ended up taking over the Mustang, but we never gave the Mustang a name. And then I'm sure little Rudy didn't either because then he only had it for like a year. And so, or not even. Like, you know, so he, you know, he got it in spring and then by fall he had already totaled it. Like, so it was just, you know, so it's just like I just very much presented the facts of, hey guys, we need to make sure we name our cars and it's like if we really love them and we really honor them give them give, give them, them some, some love. give them some love right and that is the lesson of the day yeah name your car love your car <laughs> name it and love it name it and love it and it name your higher <laughs> self apparently <laughs> apparently and i have no idea what that name's going to be yeah maybe i'll ha- i'll know more next week i kind of have an idea for my that's okay you do yeah what is it when my niece was little she used to call me azra Ashra, 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 and when I linked it up, it's actually a um. There's there's meaning to it, and it it has a goddess connection in some other country. Nice. And I was like, cool. I'll just be Ashra. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Close enough. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know like what mine would be. I just I have no idea, and it's and I always feel a little disconnected when it comes to like like my spirit guides, right? Like I've mm. never really seen them. Okay, like I've never. I've had other people tell me yes. that they saw them and they had you know different versions of them and you know so it's like I'm kind of like all right whatever. I've only seen one. I... I've only seen one, and I had confirmation of what I've seen because May's, you know, was taking me through one of my. I think it was during my heart to heart connection, and he, he kind of reminded me of Abe Lincoln. Like I mean, it was very straight. Like he was from that time period with the top hat and everything and a dark figure with a beard. And I was like, the fuck, man? Like I've got an Abe Lincoln on my back? Like what's going on? Like so it was just kind of weird. But like and then she's kind of like, oh, okay. And then I was just like, and then she's like, no, actually that was one of your spirit guides. And I'm like, oh, all right then. Like, okay. But it's like I haven't, I have a disconnect when it comes to I know they're there. I can oh, yeah, sense absolutely. them. I know that they're in like this muddled pool of a peep of a crew, but like I I can't I haven't individualized them yet. I haven't learned their names. I haven't been introduced properly. I know they're there. I know they're helping. I think it's time for me to start learning that, but at the same time, I have the same vibration issue. And I don't know if it's an issue, but I have the same thing that happens when trying to connect or create or fix the disconnection that I have with my spirit guides, who they are individually, like whatever, and who they draw from. I have the same vibration when I put my hand out to you and you're reading me. Hmm. Interesting. And I don't know if that's something about vulnerability or exposure or like hiding does that make sense like but I have it's the same vibration of oh crap like like, hey I have no idea it's like it's almost like the same feeling that it's like okay I'm about to jump off this cliff and go down a rabbit hole and discover things I don't know and oh shit yeah well you know there's something about that 
vulnerability as actually being seen and not just like the things that you want people to see. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but like, oh geez, what if they see all of my other, whatever. But why would I like, they already know everything. Right. I know. So really it's more of me living in a disguising version of, Hey, guess what? You, they already know everything about you anyway. You can't hide anyway because they already know that shit. Well, but it's like there's some part of us that goes, okay, so if there's this team that's literally watching over me and all of my humanness and all of my whatever. And they're my people. They're my people. But at the same time, it's like, are they judging me? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Completely. Like, it's me. no different than I feel with my family members. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when my aunt sends me a text, the first thing I think is, oh, fuck, what did I do now? <laughs> like, you know, and it's... I'm going to get in trouble. Yes! Right! <laughs> like, I did something wrong. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, like, anytime my grandfather, I need you to call me. And I was like, oh, shit, what did I do? What's he going to say? Yeah. And I'd have a heart attack until I had a conversation. Then after the conversation, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, what... I used to get that way with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, and that's the thing is that that is something I need to reflect. I need to dig. I need to dive in, figure out when that started, what age that started, really give that context, color, all of the light and love that I can, so I can start clearing it because I can't let that be a hindrance any longer in my living. Hmm. But is it a hindrance? It's a hesitation. Yes. Okay. There is a hesitation of it, and it prevents me from that freedom. living with freedom well then obviously we have to do something about that the gorilla and the giraffe the gorilla and giraffe freedom (laughs) 